and led them through the wilderness into the promised land. In boundless love and mercy, He gave His only Son, who became the sacrifice for everyone. Oh, God's mercy. Well, praise the Lord. I am, that's what Jesus said. He didn't say I, I was or I will be. He said I am and I always will be. I am. Remember the first one we looked at? I am the bread of life. You partake of Jesus, begin to partake of him, then you go to I am the light. Light comes on. Yeah, I, I can see. And then... I am the door. Yeah, I, I see the door now. I can enter into the sheepfold. Praise the Lord. Now, once I'm in there, what do I do then? Oh, he said, I am the good shepherd. Now, I'm going to learn about him being the good shepherd. And I did. We, that's what we talked about last time. I am the good shepherd. All the things that the good shepherd does takes care of his sheep. I tell you, you don't have to worry about a thing. He leads you. In the green pastures, besides still waters, I mean, he provides for you. We looked at that last week. He even uh, gets a rod out and corrects you when you're bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spanks you occasionally. You know how it is. <laughs> but he also uh, gets a staff and, and all right, you, you strand away a little bit. It gets you back into the sheepfold. And that's what we looked at last time. Now, once we're in the sheepfold, we got things to learn. we got things that we need to know. And what we'll look at today, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, praise the Lord. John chapter 11, John chapter 11, verses 17 and following. I am the resurrection and the life. When Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb for four days. Who? Lazarus. Lazarus has been there four days. I mean... He was ripe. <laughs> uh, now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away, and many of the Jews had joined the women around uh, Martha and Mary to com comfort them and concerning their brother. I'm just so sorry, Mary and Martha. We're so sorry that Lazarus is gone. Oh. Now Martha, as soon as uh, she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him, but Mary was sitting at the house. And Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. And Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Uh, yeah, uh, Martha said to him, well, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. So, Jesus, he already knew that Lazarus was sick. But he waited four days to go and minister to him. 
You see, Jesus is never late. He's always showing himself. He wants to tell us something. He wants to... I was reading the devotional this morning uh, from Smith Wigglesworth. And, uh, and this man died. And so Smith went there to be able to, to pray for the man. And his wife, Kevin Smith, well, she didn't say that. She always says, Dad, don't go there. Don't go there. And he didn't listen to her and said, don't, don't you go there. Don't go there. He went there and prayed, and the man was raised from the dead. You see, God's never late. God is always on time. Therefore, Jesus says, now listen, why? Because you see, I believe Jesus is trying to show us who he is. And he's trying to show us in this particular case that, listen, I am the resurrection and the life. And if you believe in me, you'll never die. So that's what he came there, and Martha knew what Jesus could do. I mean, I know, I've heard, I know what's going on, I've heard things, and I know you're possible. But, uh, you know, it, I can feel it. If he's just been here before now, everything's been all right. But, you know, even now, you know, you, you still can ask God and, and something will happen. Yeah. So she had that within herself. So here comes Jesus. He pronounces to her, says, listen, not only is he going to be raised from the dead, but listen, I am the resurrection and life. And that's, if it was not so, he could not be raised from the dead. You see, he'll, he'll never die. Mm-mm. We're not talking about just dying physically. We're talking about living forever now. And it's important to know that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Now, what is this resurrection and life? Go back over to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. Well, here he goes again, getting into that scripture. Yeah, that's me. John chapter 6, verse 39. This is the will of the Father who sent me that of all he has given me, I should lose nothing. He should raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Everyone. Everyone has that possibility to see. Everyone has that possibility to have resurrection life. Man, everyone. I mean, see, God wants none to perish. He wants everyone to be with him. You know, I've got a large family. I just had the 13th uh, grandchild. And uh, I've got a nice large family. But guess what? God's got a bigger family. <laughs> He's got everybody who believes in his son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So that's what he wants. He wants a big family. So what happened? Martha believed. Martha believed. That's, that's all he's asked us to ever do. He's never asked us to figure it out. He's never asked us to come up with, well, maybe I'll consider that. All he's asked us to do is believe. And she said, I believe. I believe. I believe. So Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. What about you? <laughs> okay, now. 
I, what about you in this resurrection life? What, 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 how does this affect me? What's going on? In order to have life, there must be a resurrection of some type. See, I was resurrected from the dead at age 29. I was dead in my trespasses and sins, the Scripture says, but I was resurrected into new life. So there must be, there must, in order to have resurrection in life, there must be some kind of death. Well, you know, when Jesus was raised from the dead, he had a resurrected body. Well, I'd like to have that. You know, I wouldn't have this thing in my stomach here. You know, I'd have a resurrected life. This seems like it's getting bigger every day. How do I take care of this, Matt? I don't know. Yeah, you do. Um, you slim down a lot. But anyway. Uh, in, oh, yeah, well, forget that. <laughs> Here we go. Give me uh, John chapter 20. John chapter 20, uh, starting with verse 19. Um, and then uh, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, that the disciples were assembled with, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. How did he get in there? He came through the door. The doors were shut. He walked right on through. Why? Because you see, he had a resurrected body. Wouldn't that be nice? Just just walk right on through. Hmm. That would be nice to have that thing. But the the problem is, with this time, uh, uh, Thomas wasn't there. And you know Thomas. What do we call him? Doubting Thomas. Well, it's almost like a lot of people today. I'll believe it when I see it. And that's what Thomas, that on verse 24, Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve was not with them when Jesus came, and the other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. And so he said to them, Oh, good, I can believe it too. No, he didn't say that. Unless I see his hands and the print of his nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. I mean, i got to physically see this thing. You see, uh, he's not operating in faith. He's operating in sight. And I'm going, I can just touch him. And, and I, I know that he had some nails caught his hands and uh, he was pierced in his side. And I know that can take place, so I've got to see this. And after eight days, the disciples were again inside, and Thomas with them, and Jesus came. The doors were shut. <laughs> and stood in the midst and said, Peace to you. There he comes again with that resurrected body. You don't, gotta, you don't have to open the door. <laughs> there he is. And he said to Thomas, Reach your finger here. Now, why did he say that to Thomas? Because he already knew what was on Thomas's mind. God already knows what's on our minds. He knows exactly what we're going through. And therefore he said to Thomas, Now listen, you just reach your hand, finger here and put, and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered said, Oh, my Lord and my God. Oh, I know for sure now. He had a resurrected body. He appeared to the disciples 
Then he appeared again with Thomas present. Well, what else? Chapter 21. Chapter 21, here they are. They've gone back to their profession and they're out fishing. And they didn't catch anything. And Jesus said, hey, how about going fishing? Uh, how about fishing on the other side? You might be able to get something there. Yeah, so he did. And they came up with 153 fish and just go. But you see, uh, Jesus didn't have to use those fish. He already had breakfast ready. <laughs> he had breakfast ready oh already set out there for Jesus in his resurrected body was cooking breakfast. I mean, he had the fish with him already. He he didn't have to go fishing. He already had the fish. That that reminds me that God said he'll supply all your need according to his riches. You know, he didn't have to physical. He's already got the riches. Jesus already had the fish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gave him fish. He ate, and he sat down and ate with them. Now, a resurrected body goes through walls, um, goes through doors, or whatever walls don't make any difference, and he eats. A resurrected body can do all of that. Well, how about over in um, Luke chapter um, 24? Luke chapter 24. This is where we get the Emmaus walk in the Methodist church. There are there two of them in verse 13 and following were traveling along the day in a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they, they, they talked together, all of them. All these things that happened, they were talking about, you know, did Jesus died? And they say he's resurrected. Um, and Jesus drew near to them, but their eyes were restrained and did not know him. Didn't know him at all. He had a resurrected body and he was standing there listening to them. He began talking to them. He began sharing the scriptures with them. He actually sat down and ate with them. Took bread. He, in verse 30, he, he took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open. And they knew him, and he vanished. It's almost like he's gone. Kind of reminds me of like Philip when he ministered, and then to the uh, this, what was that? This, the Ethiopian man. He ministered to the Ethiopian man and got him, you know, saved and baptized and all that. Next thing else, he was gone. <laughs> well, you know, that's what happened. That's what Jesus. Why not? Why can't you be just transformed? Reminds me of Star Trek. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, don't, don't, you, don't, you don't have to get on the highway and beat all that traffic. You just Come on, just transform me, Lord. Well, so much for that idea right now. But can you believe for anything? Yes. So that's what it, he, he was recognized when they broke the bread and they began to, knew, they began to know him. Oh, I tell you, Jesus in his resurrected body came through doors, ate fish, sat down and ate with these two men going on the road to the Emmaus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I tell you, it's great to have that resurrected body. What about us? Hmm. 
You mean I can have a resurrected body? Well, let's see what can take place. Let's see about this resurrected body. Hmm. Frank, you're not really saying that we can walk in a resurrected body now. You can go to your walls. And, ah, well, let's see what we're going to do here. Ah, let's go to the Word and see what's going to happen. Ah, Frank, you're always using the Word of God to prove your point. Yeah. <laughs> the Word of God proves itself. I'm not going to say, well, let's see what we're going to say here. <laughs> First John chapter 3. First John chapter 3, that way over there to Peter. And First John chapter 3, and verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not been yet revealed what we shall be. But we know that when He is revealed, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. When we see Jesus, we're going to be like Him. That resurrected body. Whoa. Wow. Let's see. Could I be experiencing to a certain degree some of that now? I don't know. Let's see what we can find now in 1 Corinthians <laughs> chapter 15. I tell you, it's hard. I remind now, who's inside of you? What did he say you he is? Resurrection and life. Oh, okay now, we're getting through it. We're getting there. First Corinthians chapter uh, 15. I'll get there as soon as I get the pages separated. Verse 35 and following. But someone will say, How are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. And what you sow, you do not sow that body that shall be. But mere grain, perhaps, wheat or, other, or some other grain. I got a question for you. When, when, a, when an apple tree, when an apple seed is planted, what's it going to be? It's not going to be a peach tree. No, it's going to be a, whatever is sowed. That's what it's going to be. Hmm. Okay. God gives it a body as He pleases, and to each seed its own body. Hmm. All flesh is not the flesh. Not, not the same flesh, but there is one kind of a flesh for men, another flesh of animals, another flesh, and, and another, and birds. And there are also a celestial, body, a celestial bodies. Uh, that, I like the word heavenly. Yeah. Heavenly bodies and terrestrial. And that sounds like something in Star Trek. Uh, earthly bodies. Now, so there are also is heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one, and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differs from another star in body. So also the resurrection of the dead, the body is sown in, 
corruption, and it is raised in incorruption. Hmm. Okay, and it's sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, and is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, and it's raised a spiritual body. Hmm. Well, there is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So who are you? Are you a natural or spiritual? Mm-hmm. Leave that question out on the floor. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was the earth made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As with the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. As is the heavenly man, so also those who are heavenly. Hmm. I'm made of dust. I'm like Adam, made of dust. I'm made of, and, and, uh, and as is the heavenly man, I'm made as a heavenly being. Hmm. As we have borne the image of the man of dust, we also shall bear the image of the heavenly man. And I know, okay, Frank, that means in the resurrection day, when we see Jesus, uh, that's what's going to take place. We're going to have a resurrected body. Amen and amen, and I agree 100%. But what about now? What about now? Where is that resurrection life now? In me. In you. So why can't I walk in resurrection life now? Does that mean I'm going to walk through a wall? No, it's going to bump my head by head and bust it wide open. But it does say that I can walk like Jesus. I can walk like Jesus. And I can know exactly what's going on. I can know exactly what people are seeing and what they're hearing and what they're thinking. I know exactly what's going to happen. I can know exactly how people are suffering. I know exactly how to minister to people as he did with those disciples and he ate breakfast with them. I know exactly how to present myself on the road to Emmaus and to show forth Jesus. I have that resurrection life dwelling within and it, when I physically die of this natural body, it will just automatically go into a resurrected body. Now, do you have that resurrection life on the inside of you? In other words, have you given your life to Jesus? Have you walked in that life of Jesus? So that, that's what we need to know. We need to know that. We've got to, you've got to know that in your life right now. The power of the Jesus said, I am. I am the resurrection and the life. Now, what does that mean for me? It means that when I come and partake of Jesus and see the light and walk into the door and through his sheepfold and learn that I have a good shepherd watching over me and protecting me and supplying everything that I need, now he has 
giving me his resurrected life, his resurrection and life in me. It's this there. And when it comes that time when I stand before him in an instant, in a twinkling of an eye, there I have the body in order to be able to be resurrected into the heavenly being. But I have resurrection life in me now. I can walk in that now. I don't have to wait till I get to heaven. I can I can have it now. Because it's now. It's made manifest now. I don't have to walk in the deadness that I walked in for 29 years. I don't have to walk in the deadness of this world. I can walk in the resurrection and the light. Can you? Can you do that? Have you partaken of Jesus? Have you taken him into your life? Have you made him your good shepherd? Now, if you have, then you can have that life. Don't walk in anything else but that. Don't walk in the natural body. Walk in the spiritual body that's inside. Walk in that spiritual life that's inside of you. Don't dare try to walk in the physical. You're going to fall every time. It's going to hurt. You're going to suffer. You're going to stress out. You're going to worry. You're going to get discouraged. You're going to get in all kinds of feelings. It's going to upset you. You're going to wish you'd never been born. But if you walk in spiritual life, you've got everything going for you. Because God is your Father. Hallelujah. So let me pray with you today that you'll understand that Jesus is who He says that He is. I am the resurrection and life. Now, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, there is no doubt what Jesus has said. Now, by faith, I receive that into myself. I receive that knowledge. I receive what I have on the inside of me right now. I know it to be true. I am tired of walking in the flesh. I'm not going to walk in the flesh any longer. I'm going to walk in resurrected life. Hallelujah. And when I do, I'm going to see greater things happen in my life. I'm going to see greater things take place. I'm going to see things that I never dreamed of before. I'm going to see things that God has already planned for me because He has me in His care. He has me in His hands. And every step that you take is ordered by Him. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you are my resurrection and life. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Mercy me. Oh, God's mercy so amazes me To every generation He gives the joy of His salvation Oh, God's mercy Oh, man.